Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for the penultimate episode of the first season of Gen V. Sick, written by Chelsea Great, directed by Shauna Stein. Thought this was another good episode. We are finally coming to a crisis point where Marie is going to have to make some decisions about the halo she has above herself when it comes to being a superhero. And I think that something Luke said to her in the premiere episode will come to pass, which is you need to do it for you. And it's not what you think it is. And she's starting to really get the full gist of just how complicated political and inciting a lot of things that are happening that she's finding out how that's going to play out but not only that what the players are in this game that goes far far deeper this is just one aspect of a much bigger which of course we already knew Vought organization but Marie herself is beginning to to get that understanding before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts are found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. That's also where you can find my recording schedule. Always tentative because that's how I roll. Uh, if <laughs> you want to send feedback for our finale episode, blackercouch at gmail.com, you can leave a comment below and let's get into it poor andy he's dying due to an increased dosage of the virus but we find out from dr Cardosa because they're watching it would be a observatory type of room they would put them in because it feels as if they yank someone off of campus right and toss them in this room And now that we know that they pretty much are specimens in a lab, elaborate lab to make it look like a college, that they may be doing this um, to students currently and may have people aren't noticing as much. And I wonder if that will in season two become more of a thing, even though while the intentions of what Dr. Kodosa and Indira were doing were part of that. I have a feeling that it doesn't take away from the, the behavioral study side that Vault has in this facility. But he at least isn't contagious where he can infect the other three soups in the room because Cardoso says the only way to become so is via bodily fluid so she wants it to go airborne something he instinctively knows Vault would not want so he challenges her on this and her lackluster threat of well you created it so they'll get rid of you because you're the one that came up with this idea I'm like, well, I did it at your behest, bitch. You're the one in charge. How was I supposed to know you went rogue? I think Adira at this moment is being foolish, but she's so close to what she wants. She's getting overly confident in what 
inner powers of manipulation, particularly around both Kate and uh, Cardosa. And you find out it doesn't take much for them. Like they are clearly done with her. It's just about when they decide to turn, not if they will turn. And oh my, how Kate turned. Speaking of, she calls Shetty, asks for them to meet up. She's like, I got a prior engagement in town, but you can go to my home and I will meet you there. By the way, take your drugs because you need them to suppress your powers, even though I now know that you've been giving them to me to suppress my powers. I don't want peace. I want problems always. The dark Kate turn this episode is not something I feel wasn't organically brought to where it is. I think the friends not being able to to trust her and her desperately wanting to prove herself coupled with the betrayal of the only other mother figure in her life that she trusted that took her from a room that she was shuttered up from for nine years after being told she's responsible for what happened to her brother a lack of any physical or mental emotion limited interaction with people brought out of that situation by someone who only wanted to control and manipulate her and utilize her uh and because of that not only has she been molested she the person she was told that she was helping killed himself due to her pushing him and now it turns out that she wasn't actually doing anything to help but is now probably has probably um forwarded shady's agenda more so if she didn't have it not to mention she's been doped up and is now going through withdrawal on whatever the fuck medication shady had her taking this is not going to produce the healthiest of reactions and jordan while i do love you considering your loyalty is also questionable depending on what is offered mayhap take it easy on kate because i'm not looking at you with lack of judgment either bruh marie and andre have far less screwed over people (laughs) you actually know uh type of baggage you know it's one thing to cheat on your friend okay i'm an asshole i could have been a better person but i fell in love with her and she was in with me and it just we could not resist each other we're not good people okay but the whole he gets drugs so i want drugs too okay well i'll just give you this ta positions and number two rank so that you don't say shit and Clearly, you did hear way more (laughs) about the illegal crimes going on than you want to acknowledge. Kate hears everyone's degree of distrust towards her, with Marie thinking she is still hiding something. 
She tells them she will force Shetty to reveal all with Andre agreeing to go with her as he definitely doesn't trust her. And is she still hiding something? That is a valid question for Marie to have because she does understand, I think more so than any of them, what she just on a, in a, in a, I hurt someone I love. I will never get over that type of guilt level on top of everything else that's happened to her. Yes, she still feels betrayed and will ask and will wonder, is there anything else that you're hiding from us? But at the same time, she knows that there is good in her as she tells Jordan later on, like if she wanted to control us, she could. (laughs) If she didn't want us to have our memories, we wouldn't have them. She would keep uh, pushing us. So at some point, at least at this point, going through the journey we went through, we need to squash all of our personal feelings and focus on the task at hand, which is exposing the woods. So you going off throwing tantrums (laughs) and go do jack shit. And they laugh at their little fight with Jordan kissing Marie afterwards. That was really cute because you know when you really like him and he really like you you'd be like why are we fighting i'm not even mad at you and you could tell he's like why are you defending her i'm not why are you getting mad at me for telling you the facts yes she can read people's minds but i'm pretty sure she didn't know that <laughs> doesn't take a genius to to figure that shit out bruh Once again, Jordan wants to get proof themselves as they have access to Shetty's office and while a black girl and a bi-gender Asian soup are not going to get people to listen to them even if they attain said proof about the woods, maybe they can get it to someone far more influential, which is Marie's idea to give it to Victoria Newman, who happens to be going to the school to do a discussion or debate with one Cameron. Another thing to point out is the negative, not just the you betrayed me. There is a bit of a, and Andre does the same thing. The minute you know someone can read your mind, you assume they're always reading your mind. So it makes you feel uncomfortable and it doesn't, um, it doesn't make the person that can read people's mind feel good either. You feel alienated from other people because they just don't trust you at base value not to mention you know you did betray them and break that trust but i think just the way they which they attack her power and not even her past actions is something to be brought into consideration about how anyone else would feel and these people that clearly understand because they just went through that whole you know emotional journey together that I felt would have had a bigger impact <laughs> apparently did. Um, Emma plans to have the evidence of murder incinerated from Sam's clothes. Never mind, you fucked him smelling of iron and shit. She has him in her nightgown and tells him to stay put because despite ripping people in half, imagining them as puppets, he's just so sweet. Stop it. Get some help. 
I said what I said. He is having separation anxiety as well as touchitis because he keeps touching everything in a room and I would have a problem with that. I don't care if I'm leaving you in here alone. You are simply not going to pick up everything you come across, including my vibrators. Little bit much there. <laughs> stranger danger. That is an 18 year old boy and you telling him stranger danger. It's rather sad though in telling he feels more comfortable in the closet hidden than simply sitting or laying on a bed. She just, she stole someone's clothes though out the laundry and said, I hope they're clean. <laughs> in a hidden space in her drawer in Shetty's office, Marie and Jordan find a folder about Transatlantic Flight 37. And I do know about this because i watched that episode that's the flight homelander screwed up saving everybody and taking out the terrorists and left them all to die i did it my way it turns out per the manifest her 11 year old daughter and her husband were on that plane and there's also proof right there that homelander calls the plane to go down because the scorch marks Cardosa comes in drunk so they hide he drops off a folder and expounds on just what he feels about Endura's plan to increase the infection rate to kill all soups he knows she's full of shit and a cunt leaving a present for her the next time she opens her liqueur by pissing in it oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty don't be a bitch don't be passive aggressive be a man stand up for yourself Indira meets with Grace Mallory and tells her what she's been up to at the school and is shocked. Vault doesn't already know when she shows her the photos. Despite her chill, Shetty did realize her time is kind of running up. <laughs> what was she going to do? Kidnap Cardosa? <laughs> um, she probably thought she could convince him to come with her. So she wants Grace to assist her and covering up what she's doing further because she still needs 10 months before it will be airborne so she needs her to neutralize anyone that might come at the school grace is someone who not only monitors soups and their activities but certainly works with butcher which i do know from the boys from the first like couple episodes that I watched. Grace bluntly tells her what she's doing is a war crime. We're at war. Um, no, we're not. <laughs> it's genocide. It's not us versus them, my ass. You're talking about taking out children who didn't even get the choice and having displayed toxic traits like Homelander, who was made not even really organically born, because I know that bit of his story that he was pretty much made in a lab which explains a, a great deal of his uh problems and that's what y'all get <laughs> so <laughs> there is analogy too in real life that the people that you put out in the world that next generation has a lot to do with the people that are raising them and there's something to be said about all these parents putting this chemical in their brain, in their children, because that'll be cool or an advantage for them. But you don't know what the fuck it's going to do. 
Not to mention there's a high death rate. No, absolutely not. She says a man that works for her has the same rage as they both reveal they know what the other has lost due to Soup's actions. And while sure, Grace may be partially agreeing with her, like having a virus on deck, she does threaten to have her arrested or committed. But Shelly knows she won't. She isn't going to allow her rage to control her the same manner that it's controlling Shetty. So she tries to warn her. Like, no, I might not stop you on your journey, but you're going to get stopped in your tracks. And (laughs) if you know what's good for you, you really need to stop. She then asked someone on the phone if they got that because they need to keep a close eye on her. We can guess who that person is. I'm just going to say Butcher because it's the only person I know. Everyone is thinking of using the virus in one way, just not the way she intends. (laughs) Just the tricky part. It's like, yeah, no, even I can agree. Maybe having something in our back pocket for humanity to put someone like Homelander down if he decides to go full psycho is a relevant thing and then sam i feel like can also be a ticking time bomb would you rather we give him this virus or would you rather we put 20 bullets up in him in ak-47 i think that's another gun (laughs) but that's how much i know my war graphics once she walks away i think i already stated that part um grace in the phone sam is breaking all privacy rules and finds himself caught up in a frozen hallway slide meeting rufus and others starting to see what it's like to be a normal teen i told y'all about this exposure rufus gets him to join them by lying that emma will be there but he probably just just trying to recruit someone else on his side he didn't really give a fuck about emma (laughs) and he probably wanted to do something to fuck with her anyway just because they did try to murder him when he had an alibi <laughs> um he is too sheltered though uh and and it was nice for him to see what it's like to simply be accepted And he's probably never really felt that. He's always been in an institution. And so that's going to be far more enticing to him than do the right thing. Well, I don't really feel like it. Andre and Kay are at Chetty's home with Andre just instinctively finding anything with THC. I'm a marijuana plant. I can get you fucked up. They see his dad polarity being interviewed by Cameron as he is to mediate the conversation with Newman when she visits probably why the conversation went off the rails because not only was Shetty not there but Polarity was not there he didn't know about the interview as they haven't spoken since that night he realized his father knew about the woods and because he always looks up to him he found himself disillusioned which is understandable and probably why his dad has allowed him the space he has. But at the same time, it's not like he treated you like a bastard stepchild. He seemed to be a good father. He seemed to want the best for you. 
and you keep forgetting that he's a black man <laughs> we only got one black man in the seven <laughs> and i think you need to seriously realize that there are an endless amount of reasons understandable ones why he may want his son to stay the fuck out of something he may have even probably overheard in conversation just walking the halls one day like you know what vault got shit going on we know vault got shit got going on plus he get he deserves to have his side of the story explained even if you don't like what he has to say or it is in line with your disillusionment Kate once again wonders at his trust in her and he upsetly tells her she can read his thoughts so why don't she tell him which is both fair and unfair like Kate stop pressing the issue 24 hours after you fucked them over and they found out that you fucked them over all this time but Andre if you are going to eventually forgive her clearly you still love her stop using her as a punching bag for your own emotions <laughs> While watching his dad on television, he has a seizure, which causes his powers to act irrationally. Andre dashes off to help. Once he gets in the ambulance, his father seizes once again, causing much damage to that poor, poor EMS worker who showed up another just nine to five to help people. And now herself needs multiple stitches, morphine, because... The scissors sliced her face. The fire extinguisher gashed her in the side of her neck. The gurney crushed her legs. On top of that, emotional damage. Somehow they made it to the hospital. Emma comes back to find Sam is missing and panics. She goes to Maverick, who is busy with Sloan, and thus isn't anyone's find a friend app. Newman, while at the televised discussion, is grilled pretty hard by Cameron about an incident involving Soldier Boy and soup fallout. Probably has something to do with him being a Russian spy. She promises to create a seat for a soup representative in Congress, which Cameron calls a political move due to her votes being down 30% with soups. While tossing it to questions in the audience without allowing her to rebuttal this whole conversation is interesting because yeah you are living in a world where you do not have any representation and taxation without representation is how the united states came to be so (laughs) that they are newman seems to be at least uh not being asked at the table even though she intends to allow them at the table while herself being a soup in disguise uh it shows that despite whoever they choose to sit at that table they humans are going to intend to control them that's just what they are going to do and if we want to win this game we're not going to do it by playing the radicalized part Uh, and also by um by making it us versus them with no word from kate marie and jordan need to get to newman so jordan causes a distraction by dislocating the jaw of emma's bully oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! 
fight breaks out and when the guards are distracted marie lets herself inside newman is asked about homelander's actions and if he will be held accountable for killing a human unprovoked she replies he will be tried by a judge of his peers having all the faith in the legal system which i would immediately have jumped on like hold on you want me to have faith in the legal system when it comes to a quintessential white man (laughs) that has a billion dollar business get the fuck out of here also the fact that they are not being judged by their peers but by other humans is a fair point despite how much i want rufus to drown in his own saliva Cameron wants to know if she thinks soups have civil rights, but considering they became soups without consent, there's an emphasis for that to be verified. And she agrees that Americans do have civil rights and that's exactly what you are. But there is that radical faction in which one exploits a reasonable gripe and turns that into uh, a whole other mess of anarchy for their own personal gains to dismiss uh, their own brand of evil which is homelander because it feels as if a cult of personality is rising around him and rufus not surprised is its leader because of course people like rufus would look to homelander as someone who is better than and eventually you're going to have those people that are going to start to think we're better than like us versus them versus no we're we are not the same but we're human at our core sam is told that the humans want to control and limit them and considering his life experiences in the woods below that sounds about right Things turn violent and Newman is ushered away with Cameron pointing out that America rejects her un-American anti-superhero agenda. That fucking distortion of the truth and the strong anti-American, everything that Fox News likes to, I can't even say the word because it's just vomit out (laughs) to people, you know, if you don't agree, you're you're anti-American. What the fuck? Yeah, there are some ideas I have about American that would be anti-American. You should too. You should too. Have you seen the things we've done? Go back. There's there's a lot of non-justification for some of our shit. Okay? I didn't do it. You didn't even do it. I don't know why you even stick it up for them. <laughs> Marie approaches Victoria and upon recognizing her, admits she wanted to meet her before the two find a private place to chat. Emma runs into Jordan outside who is freaked out about the loss of Sam as he's their only proof of the woods even though it's under the school when Emma finds him he is very much caught up in being normal for once and around his kind as he says and while you may have given him that uh pussy 24 hours ago for the very first time he has had far more years of rage to process than that one moment kate confronts shetty and when she saw she wasn't wearing them gloves it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up shetty mimics some of the rhetoric brewing indicating not shetty i'm sorry kate that she is vulnerable to being radicalized as she has 
very much felt the mold of what humans are doing to soups. So it's, like I said, this very valid (laughs) thing that's going on, but it's now being morphed to a separatist movement, which isn't the right call to make considering every human is not responsible for the actions of a few the same way all soups are not responsible for the actions of Homelander or the seven when they do what they do, like killing the one chick's girlfriend by running through her. Uh, Shetty tells her, look, I just have to wrap up a few things, but through this whole experience, you know, I actually do love you like a daughter. I don't know if I ever got that vibe from her and that she's going to protect her from the virus. Next thing we know, Kate reading her mind, realizes she does love her and is kneeling in her lap. Marie has a very eye-opening conversation with Newman, who admits she and her daughter are fans of the Guardian of the Godolkin. Guardian of Godolkin. And that she is the one that got her into the school saying you were talented enough. I just gave you a little boost. Why is that, you ask? Well, we both have the same powers. <gasps> what you say? She also guides Marie into figuring out she is a soup by having her read her blood, which has compound V in it. They are both very rare with the same background since Victoria herself grew up at Red River until she was 12 years old. Knows people find her powers disgusting and thus not worthy of adopting, that she's constantly lonely and worried that she will hurt the people around her. I like Victoria. I think she's got her own thing going on. And I think that she knows that playing the game is how we find ourselves with power. And if we're going to get power and we're actually going to do good and make changes with our powers, then we're going to have to think on the same wave as Vault and combat that. And it's not going to be something that's easy and fully moral. You're going to be on a very slippery slope. Uh, of manipulation and keeping your cards close. But at this moment, when Marie realizes that she is a good person and she is her benefactor, she's like, oh yeah, that important thing I have to tell you, there's this place called The Woods. It's a facility under the school and this guy named Cardosa is making a virus. I, I just died on your arms tonight something you said i loved victoria's response i'll handle it what do you mean you'll handle it go back to being a student i got it and he she tells her look marie you think you got a platform but it's not big enough to make a difference you have marketing that's it it's hard enough for anyone to make it out of red river because The people at Vault have already targeted us as people to be put into a facility and gotten rid of. Okay, so you are going to have to take this opportunity that you have, work hard like you've been doing, 
then become the first black woman in the seven with an ear to the vice president. That's how you get people to listen. That's how you gain a voice that people will listen to. That's how you insulate yourself from Vought retaliating against you. It's one thing to put the truth out there, but we already know that the truth doesn't always win the day. And that's a sad reality that we are currently living in. Andre apologizes to his dad for being absent and ignores the text from Kate to come to Shetty's. When they get there, and I think if Andre had been there, Kate may have been talked off of the deep end, but he wasn't. And thus, <laughs> when they show up, Kate knows Shetty loves her, but she is way past needing that stage. You're not my supervisor! She knows that she loves her, but it was the pills making her sick because her eyes are all bloodshot. And Marie's like, maybe you should take a rest. She's like, no, I'm fine. She confirms being on their side and since they have been baiting her to prove her loyalty and hearing the full story, it's hard to not see things from a much redder lens like the one in which Kate is currently seeing life. The school, especially after getting all this information, we learn is a front for a behavioral scientist called Thomas Kodokin. Why do I have such a hard word saying time saying that word godolkin who didn't accept them into the school to teach them or for them to study but so that they can study them in a universal experiment where they are their lab rats not considered to be human and study to see how to control them and how they tick shetty wants the virus to spread globally and kill all of them She's like, Jesus Christ, why? We're, you know we're all not good. She's like, it doesn't matter. Even when Marie figures, oh, Homelander killed your family, um, Shetty believes all soups inevitably leave a path of destruction that alters human lives and our best non-existent. But it was you humans that made us. I mean, take some accountability, bastards. Despite knowing Shetty... Uh, really would go back to a clean slate she can't believe her last assignment was for her to kill everyone in the woods which is the last straw because that's her own kind how she feels now and as far as sam's concerned we're better than them <laughs> we must strike first this is why y'all needed to pay attention more than just in your feelings, but in the absolute mind fuck that this girl just went through for the last how many years of her life and where that would place her. The rest of y'all are going through your trauma fairly calm, cool, and collectively, yet it's not as traumatic. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I'm not trying to dismiss or compare one or the other because I don't think that's how it you know what I mean though the consistency of it though right it's like yes she's had a crappy upbringing at an orphanage yes that all of that sucks in her family uh yes Jordan has issues with his family or with their family my apologies um being accepted for who they are yes they're all going through their own phases of of agony but I do think 
<laughs> that they at least had the benefit of an outside person um, to be able, able to speak to. And this person really hasn't had that because the people that she's even grown close to has been for the purpose of a woman she thought she was doing good for. When she said Kate and she replied, and Dara, she has her slit her own throat. And I'm not, I'm not really angry about it. And that's just part of the argument that I feel is going to be a divide between our group because they have some they have some valid reasons. <laughs> They're not wrong about what Vault is doing, but Vault is their enemy, not the world. When Marie goes to help, she stops her, but also apologizes that she has to relive her mother dying in the same manner because she can read her thoughts, which I thought was an empathetic way to highlight that scene with Marie begging. Eventually, she bleeds out. Thought you were hot. Guess what? You're not. You are dead, dead, dead. That's the thing. When someone has been so hurt and damaged by the world around them, the best thing you can offer that person is hope, is a hand, is uh empathy because rejection is only going to cause them to become destructive which is exactly <laughs> where kate and now sam are at in this moment they're like you know what maybe we should pay back the people that have been so aggrievously harming us cardosa meets with Newman in the parking garage with the virus, which isn't very contagious, thank God, and confirms that they have the same goals, unlike his last partner, which is compassionate control, a phrase worthy of stealing. His family has been taken care of, but Cardosa? He's too dangerous to be left alive. So she causes his head to explode and I need Marie for you to learn that particular skill because <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I think if she were to display that skill, she might become number one in the ranking. And I think that's what she's going to be focusing on next season, moving up so that they can all get in the seven and start making some actual change because Marie not Marie, Newman, Victoria is absolutely correct. When you have, when you're going up against such a giant, don't think that doing the right thing is enough. Unfortunately, it isn't. But another really good episode. I gave it a 9.3 out of 10. I can't wait for the t uh, finale tomorrow. I'm so glad we got caught up so that we didn't get spoiled on the finale. <laughs> watching in real time i will probably get it out sometime either saturday or sunday because afterwards there will be no podcast next week so definitely get your feedback in blackercouch at gmail.com we do have feedback let's hop into it Lay up, motherfucker. hello 
Christina. It's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Gen V episode seven. I know it's been a minute as I'm just constantly playing catch up, but it's usually, I mean, that's just the way it is this time of the year. Y'all know that I'm a huge football fan and, you know, between college football on Saturdays and NFL on Sundays and then if they play on Monday, you know, it's just, and then work, uh, unfortunately, TV watching takes a back seat and so I get behind on my shows and then I got to play catch up and so I'm not on the day-to-day in regard or week-to-week I should say when it comes to giving feedback because I'm always behind and that sucks because I really enjoy this as well um, but it does take a backseat to other things um, during the fall <clears throat> so yeah Work has been crazy. Uh, this time of the year is always crazy. Um, um, yeah, I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this in years past. Um, the summer month is like a calm before the storm of of the fall slash winter. You know, between school and holidays and things like that, it just becomes a crazy time. Um, and yeah, so. Yeah, this is um what my second year in my new position as far as yeah, as far as all the things. So I'm still learning, I'm still implementing things and still um trying to get my team to where it needs to be. So it takes a lot. It takes a lot. So anyway, enough about me. Um in regards to this episode of this show uh, I'm enjoying this. Um, I'm, I really am enjoying this a lot. And I finally was able to listen to your podcast from um, up until this episode, obviously. And so I'm caught up on all the things on how everyone's feeling. And I just I, I piggyback or mirror a lot of what you and Mimi both said. Um, and your feedback in regards to the previous episodes. Um, the one thing I will say is that, um, I feel like, you know, there, there's some elements of the boys that, <clears throat> excuse me, would be beneficial to know for some of these episodes, especially this one, because I don't know who Newman is supposed to be. Like, what is her significance? outside of obviously what we were shown in this episode um because I'm like I know there I mean because we had the rally at the school and of course everyone is um you know they had a little platform of of the question and answer stuff (coughs) excuse me I'm tickling my throat all right, that was weird. Had a little coughing fit there. Um, but yeah, Newman. And then when Shetty went to the city to meet with this lady, and I'm like, I don't know who this is. And then she's talking to someone saying, did you get that? And I'm like, I was so lost on that on that um, aspect of it because uh, I know we didn't see her before this episode. And the significance of meeting her is lost on me. What she was trying to do is lost on me as far as, you know, trying to recruit this lady to 
do whatever like what means does she have that she needed this lady to implement further implement her plan or i don't know i don't know who she is so if i missed it in that previous episode please school me um because i yeah i mean i got nothing so i feel like that aspect of it was um um was lost on me um in regards to what i'm supposed to get from that um but we'll see again maybe i missed it um that's not surprising either so yes we got uh sam and emma i mean y'all crack me up with y'all um y'all assessment of them and i will say this about sam that i'm (laughs) um he is very he is dangerous i mean aside from what y'all were saying but i'm like i don't think they're grasping just how dangerous he is right now because i mean he's a ticking time bomb because first of all he's childlike which means he's taken in because he's been so um isolated from the real world and real world things he is not he is not like them i mean he may be the same age group as them but he's not like them in regards to emotional intelligence um uh any type of intelligence in that regard uh how to regulate his obviously because we gotta have to i mean we have an emma talking off the ledge you know one too many times and then there is going to be a point where that's not going to work um we saw how in this episode he was easily influenced to go along with uh this group um to this rally and then he's hearing these um he's inundated with these these uh ideologies that are going to influence him as we saw that when they went to confront shetty talking about you know they're better than humans so he's already you know drinking the kool-aid so to speak and whatever and what rufus had said to him as well and what he was seeing so he's taking that all in and you know when you combine that with his own experiences of what he's went through yes he's going to have an anti-human mindset and he's going to easily buy into what they're selling and so you know that's going to be a problem there's going to be a problem down the line especially when you have opposing views on how to handle the situation and he's as powerful as he is yeah that's good and you know i think you said it christina at some point you know emma's not going to be able to uh talk him down um especially as he continues to be exposed to more and more and more and you know forms his own opinions about things and they're contradicting to her opinion or contrary to her opinions i should say um so yeah it's going to be interesting yeah it was, you know it's all love love glow and all that stuff for now but reality is going to quickly set in at some point um i'm glad that we get a season two because so much was like done in this episode i feel like it's setting up for season two more so than setting up for the season finale which is the next episode um so yeah the penultimate episode is setting up whatever is going to happen next regarding the season finale and season two now that i know that we are getting a season two um then we got kate now here's my assessment of kate okay 
I understand. I mean, and, and we all, we, she was manipulated. They all were manipulated. They all, we, I get all that. And I've, and I understand her thinking that she was doing what she was doing, you know, to help her friends. But I also believe that she didn't truly like a hundred percent buy into that. But because of her mommy issues, she was so wanting to please Shetty and belong and be a part of something that she let herself get sucked into this. And again, we see that she was bothered by it because of the conflict that she was having, because she had to take these pills, because Shetty was saying the things that she was saying. So I, you know, on the one hand, I get that she was manipulated. She's young and all that good stuff. But on the other hand, everyone else has the right to be upset because she she mind fucked them, really. And she was getting into their head and influencing their thoughts and influencing their actions in a way that's violating and so that's not something that you easily give up so yeah you know I know Andre was you know in his feelings that's because he out of all of them was the most invested emotionally with this girl and so yes I'm okay with however he wants to feel and however he wants to react and however he wants to go about you know, coming to terms with that. Yes, he's a jackbutt for, and I, and then I feel like that plays into also like his relationship with, with um, oh God, yeah, Luke, Luke, that whole dynamic. Cause she was only with Luke because of this role she was playing for Shetty. They wanted her to befriend Luke to you know in spite of or despite of how she truly felt she wasn't in love with Luke she was in love with Andre she wanted to be with Andre but because of this role that she had to play she put that on the back burner to be what she was to Luke and so it was this just crazy dynamic and again like I said Andre <clears throat> out of all the people was the most invested emotionally so whatever he felt and you know whatever he needed to feel to come to terms with that is how he felt you know Marie she's only known Kate for what two weeks you know and Jordan we know Jordan they have their own uh, you know their own uh agenda and besides that they they were not truly well I mean, as we've learned they were in the know about a lot of things as well. So the emotional investment in that friendship wasn't there. She, he, I mean, they know Kate, they've known Kate for a while, but they weren't, it wasn't the type of friendship as, you know, Andre obviously had with uh, Luke and um, Kate. So, I mean, even though, again, Andre did mess up and he was wrong. But, yeah, you're right. That is that age group. They're going to they're not emotionally intelligent in that way. They're going to think more impulsively, um, more so than, you know, as they get older. Not to say that cheating doesn't go on when you get older because it damn sure does. Um, So there's a lot of trauma. Um, I like the scenes with um, with them trying to come together as a team but I do feel like 
it'll be short-lived because of what I just said earlier about Sam already, you know, seeming to have formed these thoughts and opinions about the situation. <clears throat> and then we got Marie, who seems to want to continue to be the hero. And Jordan, they are still kind of on the fence about where they stand about things, I feel. Um, and then Kate, she seems to be going dark. Uh, so she's probably going to be more on the Sam side of things, more so than let's all get along. But maybe we'll see. Um, but she's definitely going dark. Um, and of course, with Andre not responding to her texts, uh, maybe she felt some type of way about that, that he didn't show up. But again, he's dealing with his dad. So that's understandable. So Chetty and Cordoza are no longer of this world. Um, Cordoza, he was just, <laughs> he was just so interesting to me because it's like, dude, you literally are, uh, you know, like, you're the only one that could do this. Just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, if that means you get, I mean, I mean, that's the price you pay when you, um, when you go into that world, when you go to the dark side, you deal with, what is that called? There's no honor, honor among thieves. There's no, you know, none of that stuff. So when you're doing shady stuff, I know you thought you were doing something for a good cause and all that stuff. But um, the minute that um, Shetty was telling you to, do things that was outside what you know was right. I think you should have went to Vot, Voight, whatever his, his or her name is, and, you know, expose that. But you decided to continue on and then be pissy about it. So you had a choice and you chose wrong, dude. Um, and then, of course, again, then Newman, like she exploded his head. I'm like, okay, it, yeah, it's just so many things that I know that. I won't know because I didn't watch the boys. Um, and I think that's all I got. You know, we know that, you know, the school was just a place for them to study these these soups, not for them to educate them. So which is ironic. <laughs> it's a um, institution in disguise, you know, because, again, they're not teaching them how to you know, use their powers or expand on their powers. They're studying their powers um, for their own for their own agenda. So I'm I'm not coming up with words right now. Um, it's early in the morning for me. So I think I think that's all I got. I've been talking for a bit here. So they're trying to. So Newman has the um, the 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 virus. And again, because I don't know her and I don't really know what's going on. I know there's a motivation behind her doing what she did, but I don't know what that is. Um, Shetty is gone, like I said. Um, Cordoza is gone. So those players are out off the chessboard. Um, we got polarity in, in the hospital. So, so much leading up to this finale. That's going to be interesting. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, I don't feel like they're all going to stay together as a group. Oh, yeah, the Newman and um, Marie scene. I thought that was interesting that they had the same powers, that she was Marie's benefactor um, this whole time. And obviously, she's going to come into play at some future point. And she's taking an interest in her 
for not just for her power, I mean, for her power, but for a reason. Um, so we're, I'm interested to see how that plays out. And we get the, a little sneak preview of what Marie can do with her powers, which is crazy. Um, so yes. So a lot of, a lot of using people, using people and manipulation and with hidden agendas. And, you know, it's, it's always, it's always interesting to unpeel all of that and see where we're going. So, um, I've rambled on long enough. Uh, see, that's what happens when you don't send feedback for ever in a day. Um, you want, you have so much to say, but I'm trying not to make this thing crazy long. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. Queen Shy on her thoughts on the season thus far and on this episode in particular. I'm glad you enjoyed the season thus far. I think it is a surprise hit for me. Uh, Commentary on some of your feedback right now. I know you're living it up in no love. So go out there, take a drink for me. I'll be joining you in five days. Alrighty. You love also mentioning football. I just listened to your feedback from Upload. And you was like, you know, I'm busy with your football. I'm like, you ain't got to let me know. We don't need to know your day to day. <laughs> yes, I know you love your football. Um, and we'll be here always when you're ready to come back. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that, though. I just go off and watch other things like Death in Paradise. I really want to get Brit back's box. Brit. Brit box back. Wow. Just so I can rewatch the seasons because I'm feeling it now that Mimi brought up comfort shows and the upload podcast. Uh, and I will say I was never going to watch the boys. So when they drop little information like that, I do try to pay attention to what they say on um, like the news reels and stuff like that. So I think most of the things they said up until this point has been consistent but I think they're just, they're just giving you information on the boys. It's kind of like when we'd be watching The Flash and they'll bring up something from the arrow. I'm like, I'm either going to get this or I'm not. But yeah, if you're wanting to get all the ins and outs of that, I definitely would <laughs> recommend. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't hold it against them for mentioning that universe. And if some of us get a little lost on that, I think it's on us because they're like, well, you should be watching it. not, or at least, uh, Googling shit. I know they'd be like that. I know they do. I know they do. Um, and like with arrow, I still won't do it, but yeah, I got the, just from the impressions I got from Victoria, she's a, she's a meta. She's hiding being a meta. She's running and she's on a platform where people think that she's against soups, but she's trying to put my impression was she's trying to put policies in play so that soups are more accountable for their actions. And that's causing a divide because some soups don't feel they need to be uh, policed. Whereas there's clearly other soups out there that need to be policed. Uh, so I think her intention with this virus, of course, is not to take it airborne because why would you want to kill your own self? And from what I understood, she has a daughter that is a soup too. So why would you want to kill your daughter? But it's a good, good little thing to have in your back pocket when you're going up against someone again, like Homelander or any of the seven that 
that uh, she feels that Vought is exploiting for their own gains. I, I think that, yeah, she's just like, oh, this just pot of gold just happened to fall in my lap. I'll just keep this for a rainy day. But I didn't get the impression. Well, one, it's not airborne. The only person that can make it airborne is no longer alive. And she killed him for that exact purpose. So while I don't get all of the ins and out, I got the gist of the same thing with the politics that seems to be going on with the divide. I'm getting the gist of the things that are going on with the boys without actually knowing. And it's enough. It's time the thing with the butcher too. And I don't remember how far you got with the boys. I don't think you got past episode one. I think I at least did to like four or five. But I remember butcher. And then when she mentioned I had no guy with rage, that's how it connected. Who she fucking is other than how she was introduced. And I think how she was introduced pretty much gave me as much as I needed. So I wasn't quite as lost being in the same boat as you. But I think it is about throwing together a lot of context clues that they kind of put in the background. Lastly, man, I found out we got to all stop saying drinking the Kool-Aid. I say it, you say it, we all say it because that's what we've been told from our mamas and daddies from the time that we came up, especially in black homes. There's other people that say it, but typically black people, that's one of our sayings, drinking the Kool-Aid because of the Jim Jones and what that happened and what happened at that place. And the fact that a lot of African-Americans were involved and murdered or self-suicided in that particular cult. So they said, don't drink the Kool-Aid because they don't want us black people falling for the same shit. Some Jim Jones character. So now we going to make the world better. But actually, actually, Kool-Aid was never drunk. It was Flavor-Aid. It's Flavor-Aid. So if we do make a statement and say, don't drink the Flavor-Aid, Kool-Aid ain't got nothing to do with it. And <laughs> Kool-Aid and had to take that L for a very long time. <laughs> uh, being manipulated means that you are taken advantage of. So I might need you to explain a little bit further. Well, wait, okay, so maybe I got it. Because I wrote that down and then I was listening some more. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I get what you're saying. But I think what you're trying to imply is because she wanted the attention and the love of a mother that she was willing to exchange that for being misled. I think that's part of the, the manipulation part is you're taking advantage of someone who has no one uh, and is doing the one thing no one will do. And yeah, there's an exchange of certainly within the context of it, but it doesn't exempt her from being manipulated, nor does it put more, fault onto her <laughs> for what she did um so i don't know making her accountable for it even though she was clearly not accountable for it she's the same thing she's not as mo emotionally mature as she should be she's not anywhere like i said the locking in the nine years in a room behind a steel door told me she's definitely in the same boat as sam as far as where they're at mentally, like they're, they're just, they're too entirely too by the decisions of their parents, um, more culp or culpable to being, you know, so blatantly dumbly thinking you're doing the right thing because you don't have that life experience to juggle those types of decision making. So no, I'm not giving her a free 
past. And I think that's the same thing Marie's saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel what you feel right now. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying we have a goal going forward. And clearly she's a part of trying to atone for that. Let's let her do that. Not not be upset about it. Let's let her see what she's going to do to atone for that. If we truly like, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. That's fair. And I don't think that they were too rough on her at all, other than Andre doing the punching bag. But I also think he's taking out his daddy issues on her. And he put her too much on a pedestal. Like the one episode, like, oh, the only reason why, you know, you're the only person I trust. And I'm like, that's a lot. (laughs) Um, Not saying you shouldn't be mad that she clearly took away your memories that it is a violation i'm not saying i'll ever be over that in a couple of days but are we trying to do this thing or are we trying to do this thing we can't have both (laughs) marie you can't have both uh and i think it's really andre and jordan that's struggling more with that everyone else if she chooses to read their mind that's on her um what they say out loud is what really really matters and yeah, I think her wanting to be forgiven immediately is irrational, but that's that child like mentality that she has a little bit. Um, I think she too loved, I, I agree that she is in love with Andre, but she did love Luke. And while certainly she was, um, was put in his aura to control him. Clearly she was concerned by going to them and saying, you know, I think it's putting a strain on him. There's another thing Marie said, you know, oh, it must've been killing them both because she cared about this person. She thought he was a good enough person. She's sleeping with him. You know, even though her heart may not be thoroughly involved, she did feel he was a friend and she didn't mourn him as much. So she feels guilty about this is another death I might have caused or I kind of did cause because I was once again taken advantage of by a motherly figure in my life. Now you say they might split up. I think having a difference in mindset doesn't always mean you need to split. I think that's something innately within the characterization of humans but the enemy of my enemy is my friend the enemy is still Vought we have a dispute on how we are handling that enemy you want to destroy them literally and figuratively which fair it's not as if they aren't doing the exact same thing but you have friends that are trying to draw a moral line I don't think that makes them Oh, I guess that you're just saying that they're just going to break up and go to different agendas possible. But for right now, they're on the same team and they still have uh, a chance to influence these two people because they're still freshly coming off of a wound. Newman probably wants to use it against any enemy in the future that gets too strong. I think I stated that up top, but I do want to emphasize that that is my personal belief. I could be proven wrong. I don't know anything either, anything special other than um, 
she's not on the vault payroll. And that speaks more for her than anyone that's on the vault payroll that, yeah, weren't the, well, I think for Indira, she was trying to be an inside agent, but she ultimately looked at these children. I mean, think about what she's going to do. She's going to kill all those children down there. Children that's been tortured. Uh, and she doesn't care that they're other people's kids. She lost her child and doesn't matter if other people lose theirs. And that's not, that does not, that means you can't be saved. You're, you're too far gone. You're not seeing logic anymore. And if you get a chance every time, you're going to choose that. And I think that's why Kate was like, she got to die. And while I want to be mad about it on a <laughs> hero level, <laughs> I'm really not. Hear what your thoughts are on the finale last and certainly not least i just went into order i just noticed that i let you go first on the last two podcasts uploading the gen z but i just really grabbed it in the order that it was actually sent to me so don't think i left you for last on purpose mimi <laughs> me feeling some kind of way let's hear what she has to say about the penultimate episode What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Gen B, Season 1, Episode 7. Um, I I like this episode, but I definitely enjoyed uh, its predecessor um, more. Um, the last episode was probably one of my favorites, um, but I, this episode was okay. Um, I, I feel like I got some takeaways. I feel like um, one of my takeaways is that Sam is now radicalized. Um, I think him having somewhat of a normal experience, being around people that are like him, that aren't locked up, having fun with superpowers, and him in his mind, he knows he's treated the way that he he has been his all of his life because he is a soup, and you know they experiment on experimenting on him and. Dr. Um, I didn't forget her name, Shetty. She basically hates suits and scared of them and trying to kill them off. So, yeah, I took away that he's radicalized and um, he's going to be a part of Rufus's gang. Um, are we calling him Dickless Rufus? Um, Dickless Rufy, perhaps? I don't know. But um, he definitely doesn't have a dick. Um, his name's Rufus, so he was already at a disadvantage. But anyway, um, I don't know why Emma thought leaving Sam in the room by himself would be a good idea. Um, I don't know. Uh, taking him on campus was probably a bad idea from jump. But I mean, I guess you really didn't have a choice um, because there, <laughs> there are people there that do shit for and don't ask questions, like burning clothes. I don't need to know nothing. Uh, sure, you want to get rid of clothes? Give me some weed or some marijuana money, uh, and uh, I'll get rid of it. No questions asked. I feel like that's probably a good person to know if you plan on doing some crimes. Uh, what else? Um, 
I was actually pretty surprised that Kate uh, murdered Dr. Shetty. I wasn't expecting that. Um, she is a doctor, right? I know she is like the dean or school or whatever the hell, but is it, doesn't she have a PhD? I don't know. I feel like I'm calling her Dr. Shetty and that might not be her name, but it doesn't matter. Kate made her slit her own throat. And watching Marie, like, sob because she had flashbacks of her parents, that was really fucking heartbreaking. And I was like, Jazz Sinclair, girl, you ate that. She was acting her butt off. And I approved a lot. But she always, I think she was a good actress, so that doesn't surprise me. I really enjoyed uh, that scene. I just, I don't know why, I thought, now, I didn't think Kate was just going to let her get away with it when they when they made her think that Shetty, like, convinced her that they, you know, she loved her. Well, she was telling the truth, and it was just them, and, you know, she was, is her replacement family, but I really didn't think she was going to kill her. That They got me with that one. Um, and then uh, Polarity having a seizure that was unexpected and his powers were all jacked up it's weird though because i didn't even realize that polarity his um his his superpower is similar to andre's andre uses telekinesis so his mind moves things with polarity it's like you know negative energy like you know pull negative ions like the polarity of things, I don't know how, you know, I don't know the scientific name, but he's using molecules around it and moving things, so their powers are similar. I don't think I put that together until um, polarity started having a seizure. Um, and, I, and I don't, I really don't understand what was happening with the, you know, the lecture hall and, you know, polarity is supposed to host and ask questions because that lady who is supposed to be a human is the actual one that is uh, siding with, uh, you know, trying to get soup rights, but nobody knows she's a superhero. Like, I don't even remember what her name is, but she turned out to have the exact same power as uh, Marie. And she exploded the do that doctor that was experimenting on Sam's head. That shit was fucking so surprising. Did not see that coming. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just confused on what exactly. Like I know she did uh, okie doke and confused everybody, and she made Marie think that she was gonna help, and she actually who knows what she's gonna do with this viral infection that only kills soups. I don't know. Um, she might, maybe she works for humans to keep superheroes in check. I don't know. Maybe she works for a completely different group of people that we haven't met yet. I have no idea, but I just know that um, our um, college soups are fucked, and I, that's really all I can say about it. Um, I don't know what the game plan is. I do think that... Um, after what happened with Dr. Shetty, I don't know why I keep calling, I feel like that's not a right name, after finding out what happened with Shetty, um, Marie is gonna probably take a different approach, I feel like 
uh, that that death is going to sit with her completely different because, uh, you know, her having those flashbacks with her parents and not being able to save her, Shetty, because Kate literally wouldn't let her. Um, I don't know. I'm very curious about how this finale is about to go. So um, I really honestly don't know what else to say. Um, I should have sent feedback as soon as I watched it um, before I left for work because I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday of last week. I was off for Sunday, which is one day in between when you work overnight. And I've told you this before, when you work overnight and it's one day in the middle, it doesn't feel like a day. It feels like you go to sleep and wake up and you got to go back to work. And then I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I thought I was going to have time to send feedback on the ride, but I just, by the time I sent feedback for the other two things, I was like, I'll do it later, and later just kept being pushed back until I realized I missed Wednesday. So, thanks for uh, saving this uh, post for me, this uh, so I can get this feedback in, but I'm going to have to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, the black girl magic, queen on the couch, me out. Thank you, Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. Um, yeah, I think out of the season thus far, last episode is definitely the highlight. And I think that Dr. Shetty is some type of behavior specialist because it was brought up. And I think now that we know what the real the real um, purpose of the facility is, it makes sense that she would have a specialty in the same thing. So she is a doctor. You are correct. I wonder who's going to drink the piss from Dr. Cardosa, whoever comes in <laughs> next to take that job. Uh, it'll be funny if it's Tech Knight. <laughs> Only because I really want Tech Knight to be back fucking hoes on campus. <laughs> and considering he made um, much of himself going to that that whiskey bottle think that would be perfect so i heard through the grapevine um that uh what did i hear through the grapevine <laughs> i just wrote that down <laughs> clearly there's something that you said and i said i heard through the grapevine um oh shit i i can't remember it now I really don't know what that was. Hopefully I'll bring it back up at some other time. But I do. That did lead me to one clarification because I have, I'm not really good with keeping track of everyone's power. Sometimes I get it mixed up with tele telepathy and telekinesis and other things. And when they're called kinesis and when they're not, because there are, um i think let me bring it up is okay the psychic ability to inability to fluids physical system without physical interaction what does that even mean <laughs> i got that to mean you can move things about with your mind and that didn't necessarily feel to me what andre was doing but for the most part, I just went with what you guys have been saying because I don't really know the. I do, but I don't. I like I have to look them up, and I wasn't inspired until you reminded me. 
And in that moment, when you said they had the similar powers, I realized they don't because that was um, my biggest question. And then I realized I Googled it at the time that, no, he doesn't have telekinesis. He has mag- magnesium manipulation or magnetism manipulation. So he's a, he's like Magneto. Um, didn't he have telekinesis? I see. I don't know truly the difference between the two. So if anyone can break it down to me, but I just thought it was interesting. It didn't say telekinesis. When you go on his power page, it just says magnetism manipulation. So I just get the idea that he can bend iron because I never see him like, getting some food and making it float over to him and i think that's the difference between them and then kate's powers because i was thinking she had telepathy but they said her powers are similar to a wanda maximoff from marvel who i don't know but she has the ability to put people into psychic comas and trap them in her thoughts with the ability to encap 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 wow (sighs) incapitate them (laughs) that still said it wrong (laughs) fuck it um from inside her mind but she also seems to be able to read thoughts so yeah i need clarification on that jordan their powers are superhuman strength agility indestructibility and can transform when they do transform shoot energy blasts and then Rufus, because I was also thinking, is he a telepath? He is. He's actually a powerful one and is able of controlling people's minds at a close range. So definitely keep him away from Sam because he might, he might, and they've done a lot to him for him to be an enemy. Granted, he himself existing is an enemy. And lastly, do we care that Shetty died? Cause I know my feelings on it. Now fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Once again, she has manipulated. She has experimented, tortured. Even if her hands aren't physically doing them, whatever the fuck. All of this was put in play at her behest. And yes, people, children have died. And while they, yes, they're technically adults, they're still close to the children phase of their, of their existence. They're far closer to the children phase than the adult one. They still got like until they're 25 if they're a man. Wait, I think women are like at 23 and men are at 25 before you're, you're considered mentally an adult. So yeah, I, I think that while I was surprised that Kate killed her, Kate had every right to kill her. <laughs> Guess that says a lot about me as a person, but hey, you, um, you fuck around, you're going to find out. That's going to be the conclusion of this podcast. If you want to send feedback on the finale, once again, blackercouch.gmail.com, my social media will be below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic.